Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of Buffy and the Art of Story Season 4. I am Lisa M. Lilly, and I am taking a break between Seasons 4 and 5, but Buffy and the Art of Story will return January 17, 2022 for Buffy vs. Dracula Season 5, Episode 1. In the meantime, I'm sharing this bonus episode originally recorded for patrons of the podcast where I compare The Dark Age and A New Man, two episodes that revolve around Buffy and Giles and their relationship. I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you would like access to more bonus content, check out lisalilly.com slash Patreon and find out how to become a patron of Buffy and the Art of Story. Hello and welcome to Buffy and the Art of Story patron bonus content. Today I am comparing two key Buffy episodes where the relationship between her and Giles grows and changes. The Dark Age from Season 2, Episode 8, and A New Man, which I recently broke down on the podcast from Season 4, Episode 12. There are a few spoilers for season five here, but nothing major. I'll talk about themes of how Giles deals with the stark differences between his past and current selves, whether the shift from clear plots, protagonists, and antagonists reflects a more complex world for Buffy as she reaches adulthood, the ways that season two and season four differ, and a little bit about Giles' clothing choices and how they reflect who he is and how he sees himself. I'm comparing these two because as I was going through A New Man, it struck me how many similarities there were, but also some really interesting differences. Both episodes involve demons and include Ethan Rain, Giles' old mate. More important, though, in both Buffy and Giles grapple with changes in their lives and their roles in relation to each other. The Dark Age requires both of them to grow as people, but I'm not sure that a new man does, at least not as much. There aren't any writers or directors in common between the two episodes. The Dark Age was directed by Bruce Seth Green and written by Dean Batali and Rob Desotel, and a new man was directed by Michael Gershman and written by Jane Aspenson. In season two's The Dark Age, you probably remember in his youth, Giles rejected his duty as a future watcher, which we find out in the course of the episode, and he engaged in dark magic and orgies, and particularly he and his friends called on the demon Igon to inhabit them, and Giles said it was an incredible high, but somebody died. Now in the present, Igon has come back, taking over one old friend after another of Giles's, leading to their deaths, and ultimately threatening Buffy, Jenny Callender, and Giles himself. In season four, A New Man, Giles discovers a prophecy that a demon prince is about to rise, but instead he finds his old mate Ethan Rain is in town again. Ethan turns Giles into a demon that Buffy eventually tracks and tries to kill. 
about? I pulled a quote from each episode that I think sums it up. Both of them are Buffy talking to Giles. And in the dark age, she says, don't be sorry, be Giles, which so encapsulates the themes of the episode and its plot. From a new man, it's actually two quotes that Buffy says close in time. She's talking to Giles about Professor Walsh and says, she's absolutely the smartest person I've ever met. And when Giles suggests they should have invited Professor Walsh to the party, she's got better things to do than hang out with a bunch of kids. These two quotes hit everything that is problematic for Giles in this episode. And I think it's telling that while the Dark Age could be summed up in that one phrase, don't be sorry, be Giles, a new man took two lines and a little bit of explanation there, which shows some of the differences I'll get to about the episodes. One major similarity is that in both, Giles grapples with his present self compared to his past self. In the Dark Age, present day Giles has embraced his role as Watcher. He often admonishes Buffy to train harder and be more serious, though his approach did soften a bit after Reptile Boy, where Buffy lied to him to go to a fraternity party and he realized he had been pushing her far too hard. Still, he is overall the voice of reason, caution, and wisdom when the episode begins and he struggles with his past self's actions endangering Buffy and everyone around him and he does not want to tell Buffy about his past. He wants to hide that from her. In season four, A New Man, Giles grapples with his present self, who is different than in the Dark Age. Giles is now retired in a way. He doesn't see himself that way. He doesn't want to, but he's no longer an official watcher. He's not the high school librarian. He feels that Buffy doesn't need him the same way, and she's more impressed by Professor Walsh. She doesn't tell Giles what's going on on or seek his counsel the same way she used to. That is partly his doing because he encouraged her to stand on her own, but now he doesn't know quite what to do with his present self, especially compared to his past self, the Watcher from the Dark Age, who had answers. While his and Buffy's relationship changed, he was still very much the Watcher and later in Helpless, in season three, confirmed his role as Buffy's dad. That was the episode where the Watcher's Council put her through that horrible test, and Giles was fired as official Watcher. And he became a little more relaxed because of it, but he still had that role in Buffy's life, and now he is struggling because he really does not, and also lost his librarian job. I find it interesting that in the Dark Age, the past haunts Giles literally through the demon Igon taking over his friends and then his current love interest, Jenny Callender. In A New Man, Giles' past haunts him in a figurative way. The memory of who he was and the fact that he doesn't quite know what to do with himself now. And that is put in motion by Ethan Rain from the Dark Age. Both episodes, as I mentioned, 
husband also explore Buffy and Giles in their changing roles and reflect parent-child dynamics. In the Dark Age, Buffy needs to grow up a little and see Giles as a human being who made mistakes, who was her age once and messed things up and uh, needs to come to terms with that sometimes she'll have to help him. And I think that last part is actually easier for Buffy than for Giles, but it really throws her that Giles was not always so thoughtful and reasoned and careful and wise. Giles in that episode learns that he needs to be willing to share his vulnerabilities with Buffy because there might be times he can't protect her and will need her to protect him. At the end, though, there is that joke about the music where uh, Buffy teases Giles and says, you know you want to say it, and he says something like, that's not music, making fun of her tastes, and it kind of rebalances a little bit of that parent-child dynamic, and she asks him something like, you feel better now? And he says, yes. So they both acknowledge that there has been this shift. She has discovered that adults are humans, too, but they both say, okay, yes, but we are still going to respect that relationship, but we're going to have a little more fun with it. In A New Man, Giles must accept that Buffy has other role models and teachers in her life that matter to her and influence her the same way or in a similar way to how Giles has. Buffy learns she needs to pay attention to her relationship with Giles, not take him for granted, and she does apologize for doing that. I see the differences in the two as pretty striking, though despite the similar parent-child metaphor. In The Dark Age in season two, it is a complete story. The issues are mainly resolved, and by itself, it's a strong story, and both of them learn and grow. In A New Man, there isn't the same growth, at least I'm not seeing it. Yes, Buffy realizes she took Giles for granted, forgot to tell him things, and promises to do better. But there isn't a sea change for her in how she sees Giles. Giles realizes he got somewhat crazed about Professor Walsh and that he needs to be more focused. But he doesn't really evolve as a character as far as we can see. And there is one similarity in in The Dark Age and A New Man, which might make me walk back how much Giles changed, because in both, he does not want to tell Buffy. He does not want to be vulnerable with Buffy, but for different reasons. In A Dark Age, he doesn't want to worry her. He doesn't want to admit his vulnerability. He's not willing to show that he's human and flawed. In A New Man, it's, it's more more petty. He, or maybe not petty, he's more hurt. Buffy has really hurt his feelings and he doesn't want to, he wants to handle it himself, show that he does not need her. I'm fine on my own. So it's a little bit different. The other thing with a new man is so much is unresolved. In the Dark Age, they both acknowledge these changes in their relationship, joke about a little bit of a reset with the music. In a new man, 
the relationship doesn't really change going forward. We see through the season that Giles still feels Buffy doesn't need him. Uh, Buffy, will I'll have to watch. Maybe she makes more effort to go to him and include him. Certainly with what happens with Maggie Walsh, she is going to turn to Giles more. But his role and her role have not significantly changed. We also, in the episode A New Man, have not resolved what role the initiative in Walsh will play in Buffy's life. Now, at the end of season four, so a, there is a spoiler here for season four as well. I should have mentioned that. At the end, Giles takes part in a spell where he and Xander and Willow combine to be part of a super Buffy. So this does reaffirm Buffy's need for her friends and Giles, but he's not necessarily even there playing specifically the role of Watcher. And we'll see at the beginning of season five that he recognizes that and concludes that he needs to go figure out what is his life, feeling Buffy doesn't need him. And all the questions a new man raises for him or highlights for him are not resolved until the end of the first episode of season five, where Buffy says she does need him. In that episode, she discovers how much she needs guidance. She needs his help in truly exploring her uh, destiny, her history as a slayer. And so she asks Giles to play that role again, albeit in a sort of more of a partnership role, but he will still be her mentor. And later in the season, she gets him reinstated as the official watcher. Also, Giles being at loose ends, not having better things to do than hanging out with a bunch of kids, that doesn't get resolved until season five when Giles buys the magic shop. He still is unemployed at the end of season four. So there is a ton from a new man that does not wrap up not only in that episode, but in the season. There are also protagonist and antagonists differences that I think reflect the themes and the season arcs in the Dark Age, I look pretty carefully at who was the protagonist. Was it Buffy or Giles? But we had a lot more from Buffy's point of view, and she was the one who had an active goal throughout to figure out what's going on, to help Giles, to save Jenny. Giles was mainly reacting. The antagonist in the Dark Age is Igon the Demon, which shifts a bit toward Ethan, who is certainly uh, helping the danger along. But it's very clear. It's not Giles. Giles is aligned in some ways with both sides because past Giles set all of this in motion along with Ethan and their other friends. And present Giles is at risk and floundering. And he does need to change. He changes emotionally in learning to be more open with Buffy. So in that way, there is a theme of Giles Giles versus Giles. In A New Man, the protagonist and antagonist as a whole for the episode are not as clear because we have a lot of subplots going as well with season arcs, which was not so much the case in the Dark Age. I'm sure we had some probably background reference to Angel, also with Cordelia becoming a little bit part of the group, but the bulk of the episode focused on that main plot. 
in A New Man, we have some pretty significant other stories going, including Buffy meeting Professor Walsh for the first time, Riley trying to deal with Buffy's Slayer strength and skills and experience, Buffy trying to find her footing with does she play herself down to Riley? How is that going to work? Those are pretty important subplots, and that puts the main plot about Giles turning into a demon and struggling with his role in life, it means it gets less screen time. I do think Giles is clearly the protagonist in that plot, which is the main plot, because he has the active goal. It changes, but he's actively seeking to thwart the demon prince prophecy. He actually starts by trying to reconnect with Buffy. Then we go to the demon prophecy. And then, of course, once he's a demon, it is to save himself without Buffy's help. While Buffy has this goal that relates to Riley uh, to make that relationship work, she eventually has the goal of saving Giles, but that doesn't come till much later, and it is in reaction to what else has happened rather than being an active goal throughout the episode. Also with a viewpoint character, which is important for the protagonist, we have a lot of shifts in the episode, but Giles is the person whose eyes we see through the most often. As far as who has the most at stake, which is the third prong of the protagonist, definitely it's Giles. First, emotionally, he is the one who is so hurt, so vulnerable, and of course, in so much danger, both becoming a demon, not being who he is anymore, and then his life is at risk because Buffy is pursuing him. So we have have Giles as the protagonist rather than Buffy, but where it gets really interesting is who is the antagonist. The antagonist's one job is to push against the protagonist. So in the Dark Age, it's pretty clear. We've got Igon and Ethan kind of working with him in a way, mainly to save his own skin. In A New Man, Professor Walsh pushes against Giles to some extent. Ethan definitely pushes against Giles, but he doesn't come into the story until the middle. And Buffy pushes against Giles throughout the episode. She is the only one who does that consistently, beginning with her comments about Professor Walsh being so smart and having better things to do. In a sort of unconscious, passive way, she also pushed against Giles by not telling him about Riley and the initiative. It's odd for an antagonist to be passive, but that happened essentially before this episode began. Then Buffy is with Walsh when Giles calls her and needs her and he doesn't have a way to reach her. And then she actively is working against Giles when she starts pursuing the demon to kill it. Now she is trying to help Giles, but all the same, Buffy and Giles are opposed to each other. So this is Giles versus Buffy. Such a fascinating shift from season two to season four. Another similarity is in a way both are coming of age stories. In the dark age, it's for Buffy. She deals with nearing adulthood, seeing her parent figure in a new way as human and flawed, and finding a new way to go forward in that relationship. Giles, too, learns and grows by 
allowing himself to be more human, more flawed. In a new man, Giles again is dealing with a shift or a sea change in his relationship with Buffy. In the Dark Age, she is in adolescence, nearing adulthood. Now she has reached college age, or for Buffy, that is pretty much being an adult because she shoulders so many responsibilities. And he is the middle-aged parent whose child has gone off to college and who also is at this, what he probably sees as a low point in his professional life. He doesn't have a job, regular or watcher, and he doesn't quite know what to do with himself. As I mentioned, though, I don't see a huge amount of growth. Yes, Buffy and Giles reconnect toward the end of the episode, but we don't necessarily see Giles with any sort of new direction or a sense of peace necessarily about where he is in life. So what is the cause of these shifts from the dark age to a new man. I think the protagonist-antagonist shift reflects the growing complexity of the world for Buffy as a character and her relationships as she reaches adulthood. The dark age is a monster story with some very compelling themes, but it's Buffy versus the demon, Slayer versus demon. And in A New Man, we have Watcher versus Slayer, much more complicated. Buffy and Giles are on the same side in the big fight, in the big series conflict, good versus evil. But in the smaller plot within the series, it is Giles versus Buffy. Also, that Giles arc does not resolve until early season five also shows that the issues in A New Man just are not as easily solved as the Dark Age. Defeating the bad guy does not bring the same closure. And I think we are seeing a difference in the show and how it's constructed. Season two had season arcs, most notably um, Angel, Spike and Drew. I should have said Buffy and Angel. But almost every episode had a very clear story with clear protagonists and antagonists. Sometimes we had a two-episode arc, but that story completed. And then there were some season arcs that continued through it. Season four, though is much more fluid. There are quite a number of episodes where there is a lot happening that goes to those season-long plots or subplots, but that isn't really vital to the particular episode. A New Man weaves them together pretty well because the Buffy Riley Professor Walsh subplot is key to what happens with Giles, but all the same, it is not like season two where we had, okay, this is the one clear main story and we get a little bit of movement on other plots. Another thing that I suspect this reflects is something that patron Raven Dark suggested. I had been talking about maybe the metaphor for season four had to do with what happens to your group of friends from high school when you hit college, when you are moving into adulthood. And Raven Dark suggested that maybe the gang as a whole is the protagonist of the season. And I find that really interesting because it would explain why so many episodes we don't have, okay, here is the clear plot. Usually we can pick out what the plot is, 
but there are such significant subplots that don't necessarily resolve that go through the season, but that do show these changes in the relationships of the group as a whole. So I am going to try to be more mindful of that going forward, and I hope to either in a season four wrap-up or maybe a separate bonus episode really explore that. It could well be part of why we have less clear growth individually for Buffy and Giles in A New Man than we did in The Dark Age because it is perhaps one subpart of this larger story of what happens to this group as the protagonist. Finally, a fun look at how Giles' clothing reflects the differences in his life. In the Dark Age, we learn about past Giles, dark magic Giles, Ripper Giles, who we see in band candy. He wears t-shirts and blue jeans. He smokes cigarettes. His hair is kind of messed up and standing up straight. And in the Dark Age, the present day Giles, in contrast, is almost always in tweed. He wears suits with vests and ties and starched button-down shirts. That is what I think of as Watcher Giles. And even in the Dark Age, as he struggles and deteriorates, he doesn't change clothes, but the clothes show now there's no tie and the collar is open and he's looking kind of rumpled. Then we have in season four, a new man, Giles, throughout the season, he has worn sweaters and corduroy pants. And at least once we have seen him in a bathrobe. So very casual Giles. I will have to see next season. I believe we revert to Watcher Giles, but it might be something between casual Giles and Watcher Giles once he is running the magic shop. So that is it for this bonus episode. If you have thoughts about it, please get in touch. You can message me on Patreon. As always, thank you for your support. It means the world to me. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this bonus episode. Buffy and the Art of Story is taking a break between seasons, but will return January 17, 2022 with Season 5, Episode 1, Buffy versus Dracula. During the break, it's a great time to catch up on back episodes of the podcast. You can find them at lisalilly.com slash Buffy Story or on my YouTube channel, which you can get to through lisalilly.com slash YouTube. Or if you would rather catch up by reading or you have a friend who loves Buffy but doesn't listen to podcasts, check out the Buffy and the Art of Story books. They cover seasons one and two so far, and you can find those at lisalilly.com slash Buffy books. If you'd like access to other bonus content for patrons, you can get that for as little as a dollar a month and support the podcast at the same time. You can go to my website, lisalilly.com slash Patreon, or directly to Patreon at patreon.com slash Lisa M. Lilly. That's L-I-S-A, M is in Marie, L-I-L-L-Y. And I hope to see you all again on January 17, 2022 for Buffy vs. Dracula.